0: Okay, we are at Reish Mem Zain. The enemy Yehudim who are bringing uh, mail, the postal service. She sponsor sponsored Le'ili Nishmas Ben Sion Reuven for... Never mind. E'Refua Shlema for Ben Sion Reuven Ben Shendo. Okay, Aleph. Sholeach Adam Igered Bi'ad E'ni Yehudi V'afilu Be'erev Shabbat Im Chashecha A person's allowed to send his mail. He hires... He brings the UPS to his door to his doorstep and he hands them the mail or the USPS or wherever you are. That's only if you give a set amount of money for the um, you, you agree on a price, which is always how it's done now. You just can't tell him specifically to do it on right, to make the actual delivery on Shabbos itself itself. What if you didn't make a specific amount? you you're basically paying him by the day or per the hour, and you give it to him, Erev Shavis. Right? This is not a common case. but what happens? So im davar, if you don't have the this means that when he sends well, let me finish the word is Bemata continues in the place. That's if you have the the one in charge of receiving the postage in the other city. Used to be this guy, you have to bring it to this person, and right nowadays it's always kaviyah, because it's always a, it's, it's always a defined place or an address. So it's again, this, this halacha doesn't really apply, in general speaking, for the, these two reasons, because it's always a set price of postage, and it's always a set place of delivery. But anyways, the situation here is, if you didn't set a specific amount, and you're paying him by the hour or the day, and he has to bring it to a place, and you don't really know where that person is. You know, you generally, you find the, the postage person that you have to deliver it to in the other city, and some, he's often in one place, but he moves around. So then, Asur li mishon. You can't even send it on Sunday. Because we're afraid that it's gonna, the guy's gonna be, um, working all week to find the guy. He's gonna be charging you for the time. It's going to arrive to him on Shabbos. And it has your writing on it. That's also what we're talking about. And it's obvious that it's coming from a Jew. And then it looks like you may have hired him on Shabbos to deliver it. So again, all these scenarios make it not really practical uh, nowadays. Um, but if there's a specific place, all the guy has to do is just get there and drop it off. And the person is always there, or he leaves it in the mailbox. So then, mishal be'er of Shabbat. Then you're allowed to send it on erev Shabbos. You just have to have enough time for the guy to get there, to get to the to get to the city um, before Shabbos. Again, this is not an issue because it's always a set amount, right? We're always there's always a certain postage already set beforehand. Aga and if you look at Sats, and some say, even if you weren't Katsats, he didn't set aside, he set a set amount. Even if the guy is, doesn't know exactly where he's going to find the guy to deliver it to. As long as it's not done on Friday, that's the problem. But if it's done on Thursday or Sunday, then it's not a problem. And if it's really important, then one could be, one can rely on this. Um, this halacha by the mail, it's extra strict because it has a Jewish name on it, and everyone knows it belongs to a Jew. If that's the case, um, and we you know it was sent by a Jew, so then it's a problem. However, now normally speaking, anytime you send something on Shabbos for any other any other um, any other item, it's not as chamur. Now, obviously, the best is just to be have a set amount for it, and then it's not a problem. If you don't set aside an amount, and you're just paying him for it, so then if you give it to him on Erev Shabbos, there still has to be enough time for him to reach, to reach that place, um, on Erev Shabbos. Okay, we'll discuss more about this later. Perhaps if you make it beferush and tell him not to deliver on Shabbos, that's also okay. But, if you tell him, when you send them out, you deliver the mail, you say, listen, I'm giving you, I'm not telling you exactly how much I'm going to pay you, but I'm going to pay you, I'm going to pay you something reasonable. So then, even though you didn't define the exact amount, it's, it's if you're, basically you were code states, it's as if you're code saints, because you, he knows he's going to get paid for it, something reasonable, and he's doing it, because the guy who's taking it for you, relies, trusts you. And he's now working for himself. It's not because he's doing you a favor specifically for you. And if you don't tell him you, uh, that you're going to pay him something, you just tell him to go do it for you, you ask him. Even though he knows that you might pay him, it's Asur. Why? Why? Because he doesn't really know for sure you're going to pay him. He doesn't know how much you're going to pay him. And therefore, he has no clue. He has no clue if, you're going to, if he's going to get a reasonable amount. He doesn't know if he's even going to get paid. So then, he's really doing it for you as a favor. And it's assuming he's not expecting anything in return. As we'll keep reading. Gilmo Im secharo You hire someone for a number of days. Davar katsuv Every time he goes and comes back, every day you pay him. But you don't care what day he does it. So if it's specifically Erev Shabbat, so then it's Asur. Because then when he leaves your house, and when you give it to him on Arab Shabbos, it looks as if you asked him specifically to do it now, and it is not enough time, it's as if you asked him to do it on Shabbos as well. Okay. So just practically speaking in Paris as well, it would be virtually impossible for you to send anything DHL or UPS or anything on say a Thursday, because you know for sure there's a high probability that there's going to be a Jewish Jewish people that are not necessarily Sham's handling that letter and that mail to get to where so since there's always a set postage amount, it's kitz- katsats, so it's never a problem. Of giving mail uh, to, for anyone uh, to, to give somebody mail on Thursday or on Friday, in, 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 as, as as far as I. So the question is in Eretz Yisrael when there's going to be Jewish uh, labor working on it. So that's a. Um, all right, we'll leave it as a good question. Your code states, so that he's not working for you. I think the only issue might be if there's an issue of Lifnei Iver or Messiah. I'm not sure that there is a problem. Because he's doing it for himself. And he could do it anytime he wants. Um, certainly, if it's non Jewish, it's for sure not a problem. And here, if it's Jewish, that's the question of Jewish workers. But it's not, an, it's not this really halacha, it's more of allowing a goy to. Uh, a not. Allowing a, a non-Jew, a, a Jew, work for you, but right. he's working for himself. You're just allowing him. I don't, and he can. It's his choice. I don't think it's a problem. Okay, and um, right, just to mention, let's say when it comes to like FedEx or UPS, if you don't care what day they deliver it on, then you don't really have to worry about when they're going to do it. Um, if you give it to them right before Shabbos and they have to have it in overnight shipping for the next day, and it has to be done on Shabbos, then that's obviously a problem. But if you're happy, but if you don't care when they deliver it, and it could be done on on um, on Tuesday or Wednesday, then it's not a problem. You know, when they choose when they choose to do it. No, I know yourself, for Eretz yourself Israeli labor, that's a good question. We leave that as a question. Very good. Dalit. and I'm not so positive that it's always non-Jews, uh, Jews who are working for DHL anyway, but that's the whole, uh, on Shabbos, I don't know either. That's, uh, yeah, so far what I've seen is that most of the workers are Jewish, people are delivering some of right. Shabbos here. Okay. Sure. Now if the non-Jew is doing it for free, I feel a Shabbat mutar, even if you give it to him, Erev Shabbos, it's mutar, Why? So if the non-Jew is doing it for you, so the assumption is he's doing you a favor and he's expecting a favor in return. So even though it's not, you know, nothing was set out, it was spoken out, but it was it's clear that he's expecting a, a return favor. And that has the same thing as as if you set an amount for it. And so therefore it is, uh, it's permitted. Right? He's, not, he's not your worker, he's not working for you. He's not getting paid by the hour. Some say, even if he does it for free, it's asur, but it still looks like he's doing it for you. It's good to be machmer. You don't have to, it's good. Same too. It's probably better if you know Jews are not going to work, even if it's mutar. Which left it as a question. Obviously, it would be better if you know that Jews are going to work on Shabbos for you to avoid that. And if he says beferush, I'm doing it for a favor and I'm expecting a return favor, even though they don't specify what the return favor is, then kuli alma that's permitted. Okay. Alright. Um hey. The non Jew. He's going there anyway. He's not going for you. He's going there anyway. And he's, 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 he's gonna do you a favor, but he's he's not doing anything extra for you. So then mutar So then it's then it's then according to everybody, pretty much all the circumstances, it's mutar. Unless, the question is, the Mishnaburah seems to say it's Asur, if you leaves on Friday, right before Shabbos, and there's not enough time to get there. So then he says, even in this case, it's uh, it's Asur. All right. Now, the Mishnaburah points out that whenever there's a Hefzid Gadol involved, one can be Mako when you give it to a non-Jew. Because we're assu- assuming... Assuming it's, we're talking about it, at least a carmelite or there is an Eruv in the place. And you're allowed to get even on, even on Shabbos itself. When there's a real Hafsir Maruba, then it could be allowed. Now sometimes we know we have mail. We have documents or checks that have to be postmarked by a certain date. And one can lose, uh, thousands of dollars if it's late. So that would be a case of, of, um, Gadol. Okay, vav. Mi sheyesh lo sachir ein yehudi l'shana o A person hires somebody for a year or more. Asur l'shochol erev shabbat bi'igeret. You still can't send him erev shabbos with this letter to deliver along the same lines. It looks like he's doing it for you. im igaret. But if you only hired him just for this one, uh one igaret, yesh matirin. So then some say it's okay. Okay, so it depends also if he's if. By him going or not going, you're going to lose out of work. In other words, are you are you gaining from his work for you on air, on on Shabbos itself, or uh, okay, or is it where if he doesn't if he does if he does this job now or later it won't make a difference and you're not really getting a direct benefit from him doing it on Shabbos? Okay, so here we have the whole both on cruises or boats on or traveling on Shabbos or really era Shabbos is really the main segi over here certainly getting, on, everyone writes, uh, certainly getting on a cruise or on a boat for the first time on Shabbos itself um, is aser because there's a xera of going on a raft on, on, on the water on Shabbos if it be a dvar mitzvah so yeshla ask a shayla if it can be a mutter obviously it depends on the circumstances what kind of mitzvah and uh, but in general speaking, here we go um, you want to get on a cruise, Erev Shabbos, right? So here, Aleph. And we're going to define what a Dvar Mitzvah is. The Ramah, the Ramah will give his, his uh, pshat and what Dvar Mitzvah. Normally, we all know what a Dvar Mitzvah It's a real Mitzvah. Uh, the Ramah is meiko, and very loose on his definition. Um, so one is allowed on, to get aboard a boat, a ship, on Erev Shabbos, if you're going for Dvar Mitzvah. Uposek imosh yishbot. But you have to tell the guy in charge that I need you to stop on Shabbos. Because, all right, I don't want to be traveling on Shabbos. But if afterwards the guy renegs, it's not a problem. Mishnab- I don't know. So the Mishnah Burah points out that if, even if you tell him that you want him to stop and he says I'm not going to stop, so he says most of the Akronim say it's not a problem, b'di'evad. It's not ma'akiv. You did your share, and if they don't want to, that's their problem. Uh, and you're allowed to, you're still allowed to go on Shabbos. Now, the iser of doing, of all, of all these items, so there's a few different Rishonim, uh, reasons mentioned in the Rishonim. So one of them is because it's gonna cause a Jew to be ma'cha'o Shabbos, right? That's the assumption. The assumption is, uh, um, Making the boat move is going to involve malachas deraisa or derabanan, and just and, and dealing with the waves and dealing with the sakana at hand. There's going to be malacha being done. Another possibility of the rishonim is what's the problem? You're going to have you're going to for sure know right if this is especially if it's within the especially if it's done within the three days before Shabbos, which we'll discuss. So another reason is because you're going to have a non-Jew do a malacha for the Jew on Shabbos. Another reason is: Is there You're traveling. You're going to be traveling more than two or twelve uh, mil, um, okay? And then the other, uh, wait, two or twelve, two or twelve thousand amos, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, amos. There you go. Two thousand or twelve thousand amos. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're talking about. Um, and the other main reason that's given, if not the most main reason, is oneg Shabbos. Because we're assuming if you're going to go on a boat or a ship, you're going to be, uh, there's a good chance one is going to be uh, nauseous. Going to get, okay, seasick. There you go. Okay, so now let's read inside again. Aval, let's say you're going for a vacation. You're just going for fun you can't go for within the three days before Shabbos. now this a, it's a machloket. what are those three days does that include Wednesday or not is Shabbos one of the three days so it's a maho misbur does write that most states uh, he seems to pass to go with most uh, the Margin Avraham, and he says, many achronim, and even Thursday, it's a full three days before Shabbos that's Aser. The Vilna Gohan says, no, many rishonim say it's actually includes Shabbos, so Wednesday would be okay. And I saw Menuchat Ava, he says, it often, um, he makes a chilak, it depends, if it's because of oneg, if it's because of, you're going to get seasick, it's going to ruin your oneg Shabbos, so that only applies starting, um, the threefold—it's the three days, including Shabbos, and Wednesday would be okay if you're worried about malacha. And we'll see that makes a difference. And sometimes you know exactly if you're afraid of malacha. So then, really, the first three days in a week—Sunday, Monday, Tuesday—belong to the previous Shabbos, and then Wednesday is included in the Isur. Okay, um, Haggad. Right, so we said, right, within the first three days, within the three days of Shabbos, one cannot go. But if you go from Sunday to the first three days of the week, um, right, Sunday through Tuesday or Wednesday, depending, even if there's going to be an issue of the animals are pulling you, or even if you're going to be less than 10 Tfachim from the ground, and therefore there's a, a real problem of even if a Jew's going to have to do Malacha, all these cases are okay now, what if you're just traveling a small distance in other words, it's a short distance and you're going to get to your destination before Shabbos starts so then, Mutal the air of Shabbos, be'boka. So it's certainly okay to travel on, on, in the morning, because you're going to get there before Shabbos. If there is such a minag, but no one gets on a boat or a ship on air of Shabbos, so then, e'en mafligin. So you can't, you can't go against the minag. Okay. So flying an airplane, uh, so it depends if you're gonna. It's not generally people do not have an issue of Onak Shabbos issues, and um, if someone's and we're assuming uh, let's assume you arrive before Shabbos, so it's it's not a problem for this halacha. We'll discuss we'll discuss it uh, in a, in, a, in another couple of simanim as far as uh, being ready era Shabbos. Okay, um, right. But if your flight is going to fly on Shabbos, so then it's. Uh, it's a similar category. Okay? Bet. Although I'm not. Yeah, okay. I think we'll go on. Mm-hmm. Okay, this, the Mishnah British points out famous makhloqat by Tchumin. So we hold it's. Uh, he points out whenever it comes to the ocean, and this is relevant for him later on, whenever it comes to an ocean, Tchumin, he says, is always only an Isra Darabanan. So now we know that. It's a machloket if uh, tchumin is deraisa or not. If it's more than twelve mil, uh, twelve thousand amos. If it's two thousand, uh, no, twelve mil. Same thing. Okay. So if it's two, if it's two mil, so we say it's for sure only derabana. and If it's twelve mil, so then that's when we say it's a, uh, it's a machloket if it's, it's a deraisa or not. But since it's the ocean, everyone agrees that we're talking about tchumin derabanan. Which will come up differently if it's trains or, or buses. Okay. Uh, now he just points out that you now to, for the eser tchumin there is no of tchumin if you're above ten tefachim from the ground. So he just points out it's a machloket if you're in a ship. Now generally speaking, any time you're with a ship, it's going to be more than ten tefachim from the ground. So you don't really have to you don't have to really know about it. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, right? It's dangerous for the ship if it's so close. But um, he just points out you count ten him from the bottom of the ocean to the. So that's a question: Do you go by the where you're standing on the ship or the bottom of the ship? So it seems to be you go lechatchila. He posges you should go by the bottom of the ship where you could where there's enough room to stand. Not you don't go by the little point on the very bottom of the ship. But he says if uh, if you really need to, you could be so much depending on where you're standing. Okay, let's. Um, so you don't go by the hull, you go by the ground floor. Um, so I don't know, possibly the ground floor. I don't know exactly okay. what's the bottom. Good, good point. Probably the ground floor, but okay. Um, I mean, it depends also what, you, what the ship calls the ground floor. There, there might be another ground floor below it. What kind of ship it is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Bet. Very good. But yeah, uh, okay. That we don't go less than three days. I guess the main reason, he really goes by both of Malacha and by Onag Shabbos, but this is the one he's quoting now. The, riff. the first three days people have, uh, they get seasick. But that's only in the, in the big oceans but now but in the little rivers, no one gets seasick and nowadays when you go on a cruise you would say the same no one gets seasick although it's probably it's subjective to the person also you could take a pill Dramamine, or whatever so therefore one is allowed to go on a, Shabbos on a ship that's if you don't know for sure that it's within the Tchumin, right? He's Chosh Hash for that as well. But if you know for sure, you're like just right above the ground of the the bottom of the ocean, you're within Ten Tfachim, um, which is not much. So then it'd be a... Then that would be Asar. Haga. V'chein basfineh sh'yitzdarech ha'yisrael avolidei malacham b'shabat asur likanes ba'a shloche yamim Ha-shabbat. So, it's basically reiterating that within three days of Shabbos, if you know you're going to have to do a malacha, you're not allowed to, um, right, unless it's a Dvar mitzvah. If you have the, the, the animals, they're pushing this, they're pulling the spinach, it's not a. It's not the same as we're going. In Siif Dovid, uh, let's read. This. Let's read Gimel. Heichad mutar leflik merash Shabbat. Where we said you're allowed to go on erev Shabbos in nichnas basvina me erev Shabbat vekana bashvita. So this is interesting. You just need to kana shvita. You need to establish yourself during the entire bina Shemashot Friday night, right? So as long as you're there on the ship Friday night, alaf pi shema flaged b'shabat mutar. So even though it takes off. You have to enter on Friday, but it can take off uh, from the port. It can start sailing on Shabbos itself because you were there before Shabbos. So, uh, so the Shulchan Arach writes. Maran writes. You can't leave. If you if you leave, you have to make sure you come back and you you stay there. Um, and and um, you have to stay there once once Spanish passes. Hagaz Meiko he writes. Uh, the Ramah says, "V'yesh omrim dafil yatzami nisvina shari. Once you're there, me'achar the shikanah b'shvita me'erb shabbat mutar charkach mikaneis b'av shabbat la'aflik. You're allowed to leave on uh, once you're there during b'nas shmasot. You're kona shvita, then you're allowed to leave uh, even afterwards. Right? V'yesh osin kiddush b'svina. So some people will say kiddush Friday night on their cruise." They can leave the boat, go back home, and then come back the same Shabbos morning. And then it takes off on, on, on Shabbos morning. That's okay. And that is the minag in some places, and that's okay. Now this concept of Erev Shabbos, it's the same if it's Erev Yom Tov. Okay. Um, here, I'm just going to read real quick from a booklet, Dvar sums this up. One may cruise on a ship even when it will embark or be moving on Shabbos. One may even board the ship on Friday afternoon, assuming that he or she does not suffer normally from, from uh, seasickness while on the ship, which prevents someone from enjoying the Shabbos. However, one may not board the ship during the Shabbos unless it will remain stationary until after Shabbos. And just on the bottom, he points out that this assumes that the majority of the passengers are non-Jewish, and uh, the, the crew is non-Jewish, and and the cruise would continue even if you asked them to, to dock or anchor on the Shabbos. So that's, okay. Um, okay, and if someone's traveling for a mitzvah, it's okay even if you are going to get nauseous. Okay, let's just finish Dalit. Okay. Hayotzin b'shayarah. So, similar case to the Sfinah, but this case, it's you're on the ground. On a, on a, it could be a train, it could be a, um, a bus. So, so if it's... Because you're afraid you're going to be in a Makom Sakana, and they're going to be doing a Malacha for you on Shabbos, so therefore you're not allowed to. But you see here, the first three days through Tuesday, you're allowed to. But if it comes out that, there are that, um, that you have no choice, so then uh, you're allowed to. In fact, you have to take care of yourself to stay alive. If a person goes to Eretz Yisrael, which is a mitzvah. Uh, they they say to uh, either to live there and even to to walk there. Dalit Amos. So since that's a dvar mitzvah, is mm-hmm. be'er Your chance to go is erev shabbos. Take the first chance you get. Cave on the dvar mitzvah hu yachol yifah. You're allowed to. Who posek imahem Lishpot. But you tell them that you want to stop. Make sure you stop on shabbos. Here the mishnah bura says it, it is meakev. And again. Some argue, and it depends also on the circumstances. Um okay. V'im acharshiyu, which, he's machalik, a little difficult, but he's machalik between the ship, where he says, it's not ma'akiv if you, if they don't want to listen to you, or they're not going to listen to you, or here. V'im acharshiyu, ba midbar lo, yitzir lishpot imo, yacho lachet imam chuts at chumi pnei pikoach nefesh. Alright. V'im nichnasa irach, ahat, bishabbat mahalik et kula. Now, if you entered the new city, Right, you left the tchum, so then you're allowed to go in the entire city if it was a dvar mitzvah or because it was onus, and you had no choice. So if you entered because it was dvar mitzvah or onus, then you get two thousand amos. And if they put you inside a city with walls, right, or an eruv, then you really get the entire city. this is interesting, the Ramah writes, again the, the Magin Avraham and others argue, but the Ramah, and many agree, that if you're going for business, just to profit, even if you have money, um, or just to visit a friend, this is all Dvar Mitzvah, uh, also if a person's whole family is going on the cruise, and you're the one person who doesn't want to go, or, says, or gets seasickness, so for you that's probably considered a Dvar Mitzvah, or an onus. Uh-huh. The only time in reshut is if you're just going to travel uh, for fun. So we see that many people are making during those three days, even before Shabbos. They say everything is bar mitzvah. Don't, don't, uh, don't disagree with them.